0: Good needy good <laughs> first live broadcast immediate uh ton tide uh good evening or good afternoon everyone. This is four hundred fifty one degrees the anti censorship broadcast uh you know podcast on uh the unsafe space network. Thank you so much for joining us uh also joining us live is Ian.
1: Welcome to doing things live <laughs> yeah, I know
0: you'd think I'd have more practice at it. Considering how often I live stream.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, well, but, it happens.
0: Yeah. But so we are uh talking about specifically two issues today. And I wanted to do this live because we didn't we didn't much have a chance to uh prep for, for like recording like we normally do. And mm-hmm. also the this first thing we're gonna go over just happened. So let's bring that up. Chris Hedges had a YouTube channel published through RT America for the most part. Uh, and it is gone. YouTube has completely gotten rid of it. And this is his post recently about, you know, what the problem is with this. So let's scroll down a bit.
1: And and for those of you who don't know what RT is, can you go ahead and explain it?
0: Yeah. RT is Russian times, right? Is that the right acronym?
1: <laughs> uh, is he that a Russia Today? I don't. I don't remember.
0: Russia. To, oh yeah, I don't quite remember either. But the idea is that it's like it, it's it's a Russian news source, sort of like. Um, yeah. And so the, I know a lot of places have been talking about possibly cutting down on their reach on their platforms. They were already talking about this. The problem with that, and I've, I've said this before on the channel, is that um, there are going to be people caught in the crossfire that are not promoting propaganda mm-hmm. in the first place. Um, beyond the fact that, well, uh, we're left with only Western propaganda about the situation, but here is someone who didn't talk about it. Uh, he was not talking about ukraine in most of these videos they were t- he was talking about books he he wasn't even in and, so, and this is a six-year-old uh channel at this point he has six years of content so obviously something from six years ago has nothing to do with today um in the long run
1: no it's pretty pretty much the association with Russia Today. I'm pretty sure that's yeah. the reason why it was censored. And the, the other thing too, Russia Today is no different than, let's say, Al Jazeera, t- you know, news or television or whatnot.
0: Yeah. Uh, I received no inquiry or notice from YouTube. Now, that's common. Uh, YouTube doesn't, in a lot of uh, different platforms, don't feel the real need to communicate with people before they completely deplatform them. deplatform them. They just do it. Uh, mm-hmm. I've I've vanished in, to, in totalitarian systems you exist, then you don't. And that is what's going on here with YouTube. I suppose this was done in the name of censoring Russian propaganda, although I have a hard time seeing how a detailed discussion of Ulysses, which I don't like that book, but yeah, it has nothing to do with Russia, or the biographies of Susan Sontag and J. Robert Oppenheimer had any connection in the eyes of the most obtuse censors in Silicon Valley with Vladimir Putin. And he's not wrong. The, that Why why assume all his content has to do with that? and Or is this supposed to be a punishment for RT that chris hedges is caught in the crossfire of
1: i'm pretty sure yeah he's caught in the crossfire because they're doing all sorts of stupid things like canceling russian cats from cat shows <laughs> you know it, it, i'm trying to remember what else they, they were doing I, I think they're like banning vodka from russia yeah. it's like this doesn't help the ukraine in any capacity and, and no. neither does this
0: no it does not we scroll down a bit to the next paragraph this is the part where I feel like he really nails one of the biggest issues of censorship. Are we a more informed and better society because of this censorship? No. Is this a world we want to inhabit, where those who know everything about us and about whom we know nothing can instantly erase us? That's a yeah. Yeah. If no. this happens, if this <laughs> happens to me, it can happen to you, to yes, any uh, critic. Yep. It, he's big. he's not he's not small when it comes to the, the this idea. so he, they really they took someone down who was pretty big and that is where we are headed as a ruling, as the ruling elites refuse to respond to the disenfranchisement and suffering of the working class. So he's really nailing them with these questions. And like and you if you are pro-censorship, you do have to ask yourself these questions are you and inf- are you more informed is your society better because Well of not, not just that too
1: it, it's like uh, those who are pro censorship don't realize that that exact same type of censorship is going to be used against you in the future It's it only will. a matter of time
0: It is a matter of time you're going to say something that is going to piss them off at mm. some point you're going to say something and because we've seen people get canceled and they're and they apologize because they didn't even realize the blunder they were walking into and it's like, well, don't apologize to these people because they can't be appeased in the first place. But, um, yeah, they. so it's like you think you can't make that same mistake? It's totally possible. Oh, yeah. uh, and especially if you, if, as, as a progressive, if you claim to actually care about certain things like gay rights or women's rights or something like that, you're going to run into, because there's a lot of contradictions going on over what is okay and what is not okay, um, to say and support, you're gonna, you, if you are, if you truly believe in those kinds of principles, they're gonna hit you because you're not following the the flip that they want you to do at some point. So, this is my favorite paragraph, though, of the, um, of the, the whole thing that he wrote, this next one, so let's scroll back up. Um, <laughs> The most, just this one sentence, the most vocal cheerleaders for this censure censorship are the liberal class.
1: Yep. That's how it's been for quite some time at this point.
0: Yes, it is. And it's quite sad because it's, I can't think of anything more illiberal. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> it's like, if you claim to be liberal, please do not support censorship. It does not actually qualify as a liberal. And then, um, actually, it's he kind of repeats himself here, but if we scroll down a little bit more, this is, yes, this, this one. Uh, so scroll. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, what were my sins? I did not, like my former employer, the New York Times, sell you the lie of weapons of mass destruction in Iraq, peddle conspiracy theories <clears throat> about Donald Trump being a Russian asset, Put out a ten-part podcast called Caliphate that was a hoax, or tell you that the contents of the uh, on Hunter Biden's laptop was disinformation. That's the, the I mentioned. There's a typo in here. Uh, the that's supposed to be were, not was, grammatically. I did not prophesize that Joe Biden was the next FDR or that Hillary Clinton was going to win the election. <laughs> Which
1: is funny because that's basically everything that New York Times just did.
0: Yep. Everything, yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, all, all those are the sins of the New York Times. That's beautiful.
0: It is beautiful. Uh, such it's so amazing, and it's like, oh, why? Why are they his former employer? <laughs> well, maybe because uh, they did things like this, and he wasn't okay with that. Um, but I, I loved this. I thought this was a great, wonderful, um, just really bringing up the thoughts that. Yeah, like looking, like, first of all, the questions, what were my sins? Are we a better society? These are great questions. And then turning it around, like, because, yeah, the New York Times and a lot of other uh, major news organizations lied. They lied a lot. And there's a lot of things we know that they lied about now. And they're like, oh, we got it wrong.
1: Yeah, they're still lying. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> and but then they still lie, <laughs> and the thing is, though, so is that some people still believe these lies. Some of these lies that he lists here, some people still believe them. They still yep. believe that they're true, even if someone like the New York Times were to come out and say, "Oh, wait, we got it wrong." They they bury that so that most people don't see it, and then uh, then they get to say, "Well, see, we said we were wrong, but we didn't push." you know, hardcore for everyone to know that we, we were wrong before. So now all these people still believe these lies and no, our society is not better. Our, when it comes to major disinformation, it's not coming from independent reporters, YouTube channels, like, like ours, like his, it that's not where it's coming from. It, a lot of dis, real disinformation is coming from mainstream media. Like,
1: it certainly is.
0: Like these problems. These are these are huge, huge lies to make people believe them. Yeah. Um, and well, the
1: other thing, too, that the mainstream media does is that they say all these other people are lying. We are the only true authoritative source, and that's why you need to listen to us. Because it, it's like the whole I, I love the whole fact checking thing is that oh, they they tweak it just enough to make it, you know, mostly false or partially false, even mm-hmm. though, you know, it, it's like, no, what you know, exactly what they're saying. Yes, and it's true. But because they go and manipulate the information a tad, they can say, oh, this is this is false because of this one little thing.
0: Yeah, they change one little detail so that they can get away with it. The kind of rhetorical manipulation that goes on in a fact check is insane. Yes. And I used to teach, like, uh, freshman college students rhetorical analysis. And I wish fact checks were out back then like this. Because those are the perfect, like, let's really dig in and see how wrong they are. um, Because they, they really, really rhetorically mess with their audience and it's if it, the manipulation is clear to anyone who knows anything about like serious mm-hmm. communication it's very obvious to us when they're lying to us but there are a lot of people who just don't have these skills unfortunately the so thing they, that
1: I, I find so I'm bothered by all this is the the whole thing in, in is the gaslighting that they're doing and the fact that they're basically telling their audience don't believe your eyes don't believe what people are saying about this interview with joe biden we're going to yeah. interpret it for you yeah but don't, don't believe what you heard on the television or in this interview yeah let us explain it
0: what you said be okay yeah <laughs> what you said about them saying we're we're the truth everyone else is a liar that that attitude is like a religion you know like mm-hmm. we have the one true god everyone else it, it, they're they're not real gods and 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 that's dogma but when you apply oh, it to <laughs> when you apply it to journalism it it takes on a whole new insidiousness like i i'm not saying that when a religion does that that, that it's like absolutely horrific it's like that's it's a belief system yeah. but yeah in something that's supposed to be objective and a benefit to society in the way that it spreads information that it tells people, it keeps them informed on what's going on in the world. That's a whole other ball game of unethical, um, to, to have that attitude about journalism. It's, it's really damaging. It's incredibly damaging. Um, and the thing is though, is that, so his channel, he was on YouTube. Mm -hmm. I hope he has, he, he's, um, he's really able to put that media out on other platforms because we've been talking about the other platforms that are available.
1: Yeah. If he has his files, he should be able to go and re upload everything. Hopefully. Yeah.
0: Hopefully I I hope he, he gets it done. And maybe like, I've noticed that some of these, these secondary um, like YouTube replacements, they, they have a lot of features to try. And they're willing to work with someone like him with his, Mm <clears throat> uh, amount of content with it, the amount of views it had probably uh, to make it go faster. Usually they they want the, because that's growing your platform, really. But um, so the thing is, though, is that. It does have it. There's like a copyright system that scans it. And, and there's algorithms that look at the content before it's live. Bef- and, and it's not a human being. It's, it's, this is not a person doing this. This is something um, it, it's it's an algorithm. it's It's a system to to, without a human being, look at your content and see if it um, should be monetized. Maybe you have words in there they don't like, um, yes. or if it has uh, copyrighted content. Uh, maybe you're just trying to upload a movie. essentially is the idea there or a TV episode, whatever. That's the idea of what that is. and it's an up, it's an upload filter. it really is. So they call it checks on YouTube. they ch- yeah. they check it. And um, the problem now I have always had a problem with this because they allow major corporations access to scanning that content, but not anyone else. So someone else, could uh essentially steal one of my videos mm-hmm. and i not know it i have no, like unless someone told me about it and i went and saw it on their channel but like Warner brothers can look at anyone's videos private unscheduled just sitting not necessarily to the public and claim it um, so yeah, there's a lot of
1: things that are very insistent about it because even if you have a private video, a video that has not gone public, mm-hmm. uh, that could be claimed. Which yes, is, yes, it can. Yeah, it, which is kind of bizarre. But it's like I understand the reason behind it because back in the day, YouTube didn't have any kind of you know copyright uh, checking software or algorithm, and people would just go and upload full movies, and that that caused a, a big problem. And yeah. obviously. Um, you do need to protect copyright, but at the same time, you need to protect fair use, which is what they're not doing. Yes. I mean, and, and the other thing, too, is that they're not giving you the benefit of the doubt. It's like, it's fair use to use a clip from a movie, I guess, for like a certain um, amount of seconds. I think it's like yeah. 15, 10, 15, right around there. Yeah. Um, But it, the, at the end of the day, it has to be transformative, too. And yeah, it's, um, it's, it's a mess. What what they're doing at YouTube is a complete mess and it really kind of stifles creativity.
0: It does. Um, you can't, I stopped doing reviews of any kind of video format because like TV shows or movies, because it was too likely to get copyright strikes even before I had the video live and uh, I, and it frustrated me to such a point that I just, Decided to do other things on the cha- on the channel because there was no there was no way around it because no matter how many mm-hmm. times I said it was fair use they didn't listen no they because they, they can just refuse it so you, we see how this upload filter works on YouTube and how stupid it is it's an it it because it doesn't recognize fair use um, like music in video games gets copyright claimed and then they're monetizing your, your video uh, for them. That's the thing that's
1: so insidious about it, is that if you get a cr- claim, even if you do not monetize your video, and they scan it and they see that you used a song in it, they can go and enable monetization on it. <laughs> but you don't yep. get the money. No. It goes it goes well, the see this thing.
0: My channel has never been monetized, ever. I've not had the opportunity to do so. But individual videos have been monetized by third parties from this system it's one of the reasons why i like i said i stopped i was like you don't get to make money off of my work (laughs) yeah it's it's in the
1: terms of service
0: (laughs) yeah uh but it's the terms of me doing a review of the movie justice league uh means that they can Get paid for my voice and thoughts. Oh, Warner, yeah.
1: Warner Brothers is the worst too when it comes to that stuff. Um, most most movie companies, if you, if you use your tra- use their trailer in your review, or you do like a trailer reaction, not a big deal. Warner Brothers will hit you every time, but you can you can typically fight and win. But the 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 issue is the fact that that they put the onus on you though.
0: Yes, they do. That's, uh, that's kind of the problem. Yeah, it is. Uh, And they're making money off of it as you're trying to fight it, which is not, um, if you were, if this went to a judge, like say instead of um, YouTube's upload filter system that allows them to copyright claim content, if instead they took it to a judge, uh, that was the first step. And the judge uh, would not say that any, like, okay, you can make money off of this right now until I come to a decision. That is not how that would work. Mm -hmm. He would have to watch the video (laughs) and see if it was in violation. If not, he probably, you know, it it wouldn't immediately, you might get like a cease and desist. That's, Mm -hmm. but that's different. They're not making money off of you. Uh, They're telling you to stop, uh, no longer distribute it. That's different. But the way that the YouTube system works is that they're immediately allowed to make money off of it immediately.
1: Yeah. And And here's another example of how broken the copyright system is with YouTube. So I have Avanto elements, which allows me to get stock music, which I use in videos uh, or live streams, stuff like that. Every single live stream I do, I have an intro, I have a song. Every time I get a, a copyright claim, every single time I go, I dispute it, I upload the license and it is, you know, pretty much within five minutes, immediately overturned. Um, but it happens every single time. It's like, you guys know that I have a license because I've done this five times before. Why do you keep striking me, not striking me, claiming me? Because, mm-hmm. and again, it's, it's, this is all being done because of automation. You think that they have the, the ability to go, oh yeah, we see so we've already made a claim, it was overturned, it was released because they have a license file. Nope. Yeah, they don't do that.
0: No, they don't.
1: Every fucking time.
0: Yeah, it's frustrating. It's so frustrating to have to go through that every time because uh, a lot of companies have this thing where it's like these are the five problems we recognize as real in the world for, with mm. when it comes to our product, and anything outside this doesn't exist essentially is like, seems to be the philosophy. Like if you, if you have something weird going on and you need to talk to a company, sometimes it's impossible to get them to, like, if it's not one of those group of things that they're used to hearing that, you know, from their, or that the company is willing to acknowledge happens, uh, then you might never get help for your problem ever. And it, and it's very, it's a frustrating way in which something as large as Google w- works. A mm-hmm. lot of very large companies work like this. Um, I know I've, I've had to deal with so many different companies and I and I'm like this I've not seen this not happen at this point when I when I have a problem, it seems like it's always something weird and it's always something like, they're like, here are the list of approved problems you can have. Like, <laughs> <why> <laughs> would that be <laughs> the system? Approved
1: problems.
0: <laughs> yeah. Approved problems, essentially. You're like, we'll allow you to complain about these things, but anything else we, uh, it doesn't exist. Uh, we don't have that problem. Uh, essentially is how it works. But so we've, we've discussed really how bad the upload filter is for YouTube, how insidious it is. So let's bring up the new Smart Copyright Act of 2022.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, saying good.
0: No, it is not. So, uh, again, Reclaim the Net is a very good website for learning about, uh, censorship, cent- centri- censorship problems uh especially in regards to the internet and alternative uh things um and 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 it's worldwide it will cover like the entire world who's doing what um and they they're very on it honestly that they're and i would definitely suggest them so now i am i am i understand the idea of copyright as a law However, I, the more that the government tries to enforce it and crack down on it, the less and less I approve of copyright in theory. <laughs> um, they're destroying my sense that it is actually for me as the small time you know, content creator for YouTube or writing. I just don't feel like they're, they're there for me. Uh, that these laws are there to help me, the creator. No, they're, they're absolutely small. not. Yeah.
1: I mean, the copyright, <laughs> law, uh, copyright at, at its, you know, fundamental basis makes sense, right? Because you want to protect people and their intellectual property. The issue is the fact that copyright laws are so freaking broken and they're written in favor of the businesses.
0: Yes. Uh, basically, because of the 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 way litigation is done, I say I have a copyright problem. I try to sue somebody, but I don't have a lot of money, uh, and the person I'm suing is actually a giant uh, mm. business. Well, who's going to last longer in appeals and court hours? The the big company. I'm 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 the chances of me winning is very low just because of that. I don't have the resources. I don't have the time. They do, and that's that's a really big flaw of copyright law, is that it doesn't actually account for the the difference in resources between who could be involved. Um, so if we scroll down,
1: oh, I got a, I got a really good example of um, oh. some of the issues like with small creators versus bigger ones. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if you heard about the whole Star Trek Discovery controversy around copyright. Um, no. there's a independent game creator. I can't remember the guy's name, but the game is called Grades, and it looks oh. like um Star Trek Discovery basically lifted a lot of stuff from this guy's game that he's Ooh. working on. yeah, I always thought I mean,
0: that concept sorry, I you know I clicked my uh, watch but um i know- I always thought that concept in Star Trek didn't make any sense in the first place, so the idea that they stole it from something else that kind of made yeah. sense because it doesn't feel very much like Star Trek, honestly. And
1: he, he went and sued, um, was it CBS, NBC, whoever, whoever put that garbage out?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, CBS.
1: CBS, yeah, thank you. um And of course, because he's a small creator, he lost. And, and the, mm-hmm. the thing that's, that is so fundamentally broken about the whole thing with copyright is you can put something out there a uh, l- let's say you're an on the ground journalist. You shoot some video of something of this incident. You put it online. Then a, the mainstream media can come along, grab that, use it. And then basically strike you for copyright. Even though you're the one who actually filmed it.
0: Filmed it. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: it's so messed up.
0: It is. It, I mean, they don't care about indie journalism. They could, they, they'll smash it in any way they could. Yeah. And that's one way of doing that. Um, So it just
1: shows you how rigged copyright law is. It's disgusting. It
0: it really is. Now YouTube is open to a class action copyright uh, suit from creators. I say uh, if they could get together on that, but I, I, am not sure that, like I've seen some groups trying to uh, join together, but their, their idea is not about the copyright problem Mm -hmm. because Some of them are international and they have different copyright laws or whatever. But like, yeah, American YouTubers should get together on this because we have a fair use policy and parody and satire are protected. um, And that they really should not be allowed to do this. So um, this is a new bill that will expand uh, copyright protections for giant companies. In <laughs> not us, uh, but for giant companies, uh, a bipartisan legislative proposal is now emerging in the US to further shore up the country's efforts to protect copyright and go after those designated as infringers. So go ahead and scroll down. Thank you. I hate this bill name so much. I know. Uh, <laughs> It reminds me, so it's the Strengthening Measures to Advance Rights Technologies, Copyright Act of 2022. Now, that name, it's very much. It's smart. smart. It's smart. They went backwards. This is backronyms. They, they call them that in video games especially because there's like, oh, the glue gun in Prey or Fear in the Fear series. It's a bullshit, like they want to use the word so they find something that they they bend over backwards to create uh, a, a list of words that spell that. An acronym that.
1: essentially, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's a backronym. That's what this is. Acronym it's um, great. <laughs> yeah. It's a gaming thing. Um, yeah, so it's from U.S. Senators Tom Tillis, a Republican, and um, Patrick Leahy, if, if that's how you pronounce that, a Democrat.
1: Yeah, Patrick Leahy. Yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, and the main goal is to make sure the burden of developing what are described as effective and wildly available measures would go would going forward be on tech com- companies. Basically, they're telling them build upload filters like YouTube has. That that's uh, the, yeah. That's,
1: this, that's the goal. <laughs> yes. The, the problem here is that if you are a small company or just a somebody who wants to go and create a social media site, right, by law now, you're going to be required to go and implement these filters when any of your users tries to upload content. Maybe Maybe you want to go and do like your own YouTube, maybe for your own stuff. What they want is for you to basically – Show the burden of having to go either uh, buy this technology and integrate it in, create it, or whatnot. Its sole purpose is not about copyright; it is about limiting the market. At this point, it's about protecting YouTube, Twitter from competition, because yes. that's what's going to do. It's going to greatly limit competition.
0: I'm also worried about privacy for this act, because, like we said, there's the, it could. In YouTube, it could hit private videos that no one's seen that they're they're not they're not out there for the world um, because I could see this on cloud storage, and that's that's a scary prospect too to me. That, well, they're um, kind of
1: already doing it in a weird some yeah. way. Actually, <laughs> Apple's doing it. They're at, they're doing it with their um, you know with their child porn scanner.
0: Oh yes, the child porn scanner. I I'm like no, you don't get. To me, when it comes to the child porn as an excuse, and that's the thing, is that it's like, this is an excuse to get access to your photos and your content that is private. This is not actually about protecting children. I'm sorry. This is the lie they smacked on it to get you to agree with to it. And they, and they often do that. There's often some lie going on to make you think, well, that, I mean, that seems reasonable. I mean, yeah, I don't like ch- child pornography. I would like child pornographers to be caught. Like, yeah, so would I, but through due process. Yes. <laughs> Not, Not through- going through
1: your own private material. That I mean, that's the thing that is so, you know, I would say dangerous. It is, it is dangerous, but insidious, really. Um, When a lot of these cloud storage, you know, technologies were launched, it was a great thing, right? Because it was like the idea of privacy. I mean, Mm -hmm. I I use one, but its it's main focus is on encryption and privacy and allows you to go and store stuff. And, And now what they're using this stuff for is really to harvest data about the user. That's the ultimate goal of this technology and they're using things like um either morality or laws to justify what they're trying to harvest so yeah they're they're looking for child pornography <laughs> but what they're really doing is collecting data on you
0: yep 100 and like even if you could make the argument that they're going to use the data in some positive way i still don't want someone even if they even if this was actually a Moral paragon who was not going to misuse that data. I still don't want them digging through my data <laughs> no. It's not it's not It's it's like I don't let people into my house, you know to go rifling through my stuff that is not what I, you know, like they're allowed to come in and this is how much you're allowed in the, the house. You're not allowed to go up to my private bedroom, you know, but in like, if you misuse being the access to my home, you have to get out. Like, and this is how we should think about data. It's how I think about my data. I don't want you involved in my data. Uh, no. <laughs> and I, I don't, a lot of people are like, well, it's free. All this stuff is free. It's free. It's free. It's free. I get it. I, I get it. I'm. I don't have a lot of money either. (laughs) Well, yeah, but
1: the the whole point, when it's free, you're basically the product.
0: Yes, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) And, like, oh, it's all fun. It's all all fun to have access to these free tools until they start abusing you with it. And it's an abuse to invade your privacy. It is. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, 100%. So, let's scroll down. So... The bill at this moment is not actually uh, being voted on. It is with the; it's not passed. So this means if you um, if you go to Congress.gov, you can see that where this bill is. You can track bills on on yeah. their website and even give feedback. Now I don't know how successful feedback on bills is, honestly. But um, because I think a lot of politicians are very much um, not there for their constituents, no matter what they say. Um,
1: now, what makes you think that, Alex? Why are you so cynical?
0: Because <laughs> they've uh, they've proven too often. True. Yeah, they've proven too often that they're not there for the people um, through their actions, through what they vote on. I'm like honestly. Um, But you can tell them that you don't want this. Uh, The bill references a provider described in sub-18 paragraph A that offers the transmission, routing, or providing of connections for digital online communications between or among points points specified by a user of material of the user's choosing without modification to the content of the material as sent or received. That is a lot of jargon, um, yes. but it 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 sounds like it means essentially any platform. Like I, it, it's to me it sounds specifically wide, honestly, um, because it's so. Now I don't one hundred percent know what they mean, but without modification to the content of the material as sent or received, it's like is the the material. What do they mean by that? Like, they don't really. This this is one of the, um, like, this is how bills work, though, is that they try to leave them wide, and um, because then they can, they can, they have more wiggle room for what they can do with them. But what do you, what do you think about that quote?
1: I think it's the word salad, right? I mean, it it goes back to the whole thing with uh, most laws are written for lawyers to understand. Um, Yes. (laughs) Yeah, I I think um, think between or among points specifically by user of material of the user's choosing without modification to the content and the material as sent or received. So what that means to me, somebody who basically deals with technology is that when you're basically going and sending something or uploading something, uh, that it cannot be modified within transmission.
0: Within transmission.
1: Yeah. While it's being transmitted. That's okay. what I think.
0: <laughs> that's kind of actually what I was thinking it meant too. Um, so I feel like this would hit email. This would hit cloud storage. This would like, it feels like it would because it's, it, it's about transmission routing, providing connections. That's that digit of digital communication. That could, that's mm-hmm. a very wide um, blanket of thing. I mean, the internet essentially is communication. I I can't really think of like an inner, like there's very little of the internet at this point that is static. Like there's web pages for um, businesses that are static. And that's, that's essentially the static part of the internet, but it seems like for the most part, a lot of it is the transmission of communication. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I can't see that as not being huge, like a huge chunk of the internet. Um, is limited. In, so this is the limitation: is limited just to providers that host content. It does not result in the loss of safe harbors. What do they mean by safe harbors? Like, is there are there designated safe harbors?
1: I don't know honestly that that was one thing about this article I wasn't familiar with. I'm not familiar with any kind of the, the safe harbor laws in regards to the internet.
0: Yeah, that I mean I I don't know that, that that's really um much comfort in there. Um So let's scroll down a bit. Yeah, it says it's so they present this as a way of better protect to better protect creative communities when really all it's gonna do is stifle them. Uh, because even if like how how far are we going here? If is a quote from a novel enough? Is a 10-15 second clip? Is the is the trailer that I watch? You know, those kind of things. Are those, you know, and if I want to do something silly with the trailer, will I get grabbed? It, there's a lot of this. And honestly. When it comes to this, they keep calling it the, the Smart Copyright Act of 2022. And, all, and I just want to call it dumb the whole time. I want to call it dumb because it is so... It's not just dumb, though. It's unethical. And it is overreaching.
1: So I found this. It's in the um,
0: the chat. chat.
1: Yeah, if you want to pull it up. But it kind of gets into the whole thing with internet Safe Harbor and the transformation of copyright law. And this was initially posted back in twenty sixteen. So I don't know if this is gonna oh. answer any of our questions.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you gotta accept the cookies or
0: Yeah. You gotta not to. accept
1: them. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the whole cookie thing too is another thing that came out um, a couple of years ago, where you have to provide people with the options of going and clicking that stuff off.
0: Yeah, although they try to bury um, getting rid of them, they still try to get rid of that. Um, I know the the most insidious thing I I heard someone using cookies for was um, uh, flights someone kept trying to see better rates for flights and the cookies were like, oh, you're looking for, for rates for this flight at mm-hmm. the, on this date. So they kept raising the prices and then someone else looks at it and the prices are way lower. Um, and that's, that was one of the most um, egregious examples I saw of how cookies were being used to uh, screw someone over essentially. Um, well, but, I
1: mean, that, that that's the thing that kind of sucks about it is that, you know, that's not really the intent of what cookies were used for, right? It was mainly for, like, maintaining session data. Uh, yeah. Session data would expire after a period of time, but cookies, you could have it for an indefinite amount of time or you can set them to expire at a certain date. But now they're Which, being used for pretty insidious purposes. <laughs>
0: yeah like it's oh it's it's handed to your work that you're signed into this thing for you know ever essentially you don't have to worry about it but yeah when they when they use it for something like this so um let's see what this says uh this article explores the potential displacement of substantive copyright law in the increasingly important online environment in 1998 congress enacted a system of intermediary safe harbors as part of the digital millennial copyright act the internet's yeah the internet safe harbors and associated system of notice and takedown fundamentally change the incentives of platforms users and rights holders in relation to claims of copyright infringement these uh, different incentives interact to yield a functionally balanced functional balance of copyright online that diverges markedly from the experience of copyright law in traditional media environments. More recently, private agreements between rights holders and large commercial internet platforms made in the shadow of those safe harbors. These DMCA Plus agreements relate to automatic copyright filtering systems, such as YouTube's Content ID, that mm-hmm. not only return platforms to their gatekeeping role, but encode that role in algorithms and software. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> well, that was, that was, uh, was <laughs>
1: tough. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> I was like, I'm like, lots of word salad. Whatever, mm-hmm. What is the impact? Give me the impact. And I feel like that's the important part is that you need to figure out what the impact will be. Now, we can see from the past that some of this stuff, the impact has been negative for the majority of people, but not large corporations, typically, uh, the big businesses, um, including big tech. Um, I, I've seen people use content ID uh, as a way of taking down news they don't like. We've talked about that before. Mm-hmm. Um, because, oh, you use this video. I I own this video. You shouldn't be able to use this, even though you're talking about it, and it clearly falls under fair use. No, thank you. It's mine. Um, and I've seen YouTubers try to, and, and Twitch streamers try to do this to each other, like, as a way, when they, when they have petty fights, and to take someone down. And they literally say it sometimes, like, oh, I'm going to use the copyright system to take this person down. And then... Yeah. Or they
1: they use the rules, um, you know, the the very vague rules. Another thing, too, I think that we're going to start seeing um, being used more often in the the future is um, I want to say harassment claims. Um, But it's uh, Twitter did something recently. I talked about it uh, and I'm totally blanking on everything. But part of it was harassment Um, and what was considered to be newsworthy. Yeah, Mm. it's really weird because it it seems like um if it affects somebody on the left, they can claim, oh, this is harassment. And if it affects somebody on the right, they can claim, oh no, this is actually newsworthy. So (laughs) we're not going to take it down. So yeah, it's this kind of weird balance between harassment and whether something is considered to be newsworthy. Uh, And I think you're going to see that being used a lot more in the future um, in the form of suppression.
0: I have seen that I think kind of predates the internet because the news would do that to people. They would go, Um, most people are not newsworthy, so we don't tell people their names, but we decide who is newsworthy. So then you're the arbiter of what is news and what is not. And that is, and who gets to stay a private citizen? Yeah,
1: that's the big one right there is whether somebody is considered to be a public figure or a private citizen. Now, because we're on the, on, on the YouTubes and on (laughs) the Twitter's. at least some of us are, Um, we could be considered to be public figures now rather than private citizens. So that kind of gives them, you know, carte blanche to go after people like us.
0: Yes. Um, And I kind of, even, even with a famous person, even with a huge person, I kind of still feel like they deserve a a private section of their life. I don't think we need to know necessarily everything about them. Um, I kind of think that's pathetic. Honestly, to be that obsessed with someone uh, like, oh, so-and-so went and picked up coffee without makeup on. Who gives a shit? Everyone does that every once in a while.
1: (laughs) like the the rag tabloid shit, right? Because, you know, people are so obsessed with celebrities. At least they used to be. Um, I don't Mm -hmm. know if that's changed because of um, the way people have been acting over the last two years. But for the most part, I mean, it was all, you know, gossip and stuff. And people, you know, you know, Normie's ate ate that shit up <laughs> you know yeah
0: they did um i kind of i had hoped that it had gone away that the obsession with celebrities until the oscars this weekend and then i was like oh no you guys still care about this okay <laughs> i'm oh, like i admit, don't that care. Shit was
1: funny as hell oh my funny. god <laughs> but that's, not, that's was... the thing that's ridiculous about it that was like the only noteworthy thing that happened and the oscars was the whole Will <laughs> smith Chris Rock incident. No, nobody. I don't know what. I don't care about anything else that happened. It's like no. I, I don't care about Amy Schumer and uh, what's her name complaining about, um, <laughs> you know, the pay gap again, and you know, yeah. pre pre shredded um, voting applications in Texas. It's like
0: <laughs> it's
1: like you're keeping okay. you people out of touch. I don't care. But that yeah. that, that incident was freaking funny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, and then like the constant was it real? Is it, uh, or is it staged and all this stuff? And I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting to the point where I'm like, I don't even want to have an opinion. Can I, can I go back to a world where I didn't Mm. remember this happened (laughs) so that we can talk about other things Um, like censorship or the fact that uh, the Stotus nominee said, I am not a biologist or that she's soft (laughs) on child pornography. Can we talk about those things instead? I feel like they're more important. (laughs) They, they are,
1: but I, I think part of it, too, is that normies need to break from politics. That I mean, that's the big thing that happened over the last, the last five years has been politics, 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 politics. And this, honestly, I think is a nice distraction. I mean, it, it is good we need to talk about politics, but everyone has become so obsessed with it. You know, just look at the state of the Internet and whatnot. I, I think people do actually need to break from that because the mm-hmm. escapism is important, and this – to a degree is a form of escapism.
0: I just, I just, I, I have a very negative view of gossip as a form of escapism. And that's how I view this. Incident. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, get it. But I, I, I I'm I, the same
1: way. There's, there's better <laughs> entertainment out there, but you know, whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah. I guess, I guess I should, whatever floats other people's boats. I'm, I'm okay. Right. But um, the, uh, the thing is though, is that they made it political even already. Like, oh
1: God. Okay. I, not, not even a full freaking day. Yeah, no. I saw that article. Yeah, the, 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 the whole the whole motivation behind what happened with Will Smith is white supremacy. It's like, are you fucking serious?
0: Yeah, and then the and then the the disability advocates came crawling out of the ward work, too, and it's it like,
1: alopecia. Who freaking cares?
0: Yeah, I know. I don't care. it was so uh i I don't know it's kind of well i mean they literally believe everything is political they have and especially if something has buzz about it they have to make it political it has to be political uh even if it wasn't politically motivated they have to reframe it as political because everyone's already talking about it and god forbid people not listen to the narrative right at this moment (laughs) that's why that article came out so fast um
1: i gotta i gotta gotta talk about that article at some point that that (laughs) makes me laugh it just shows you just how stupid 2022 is
0: yeah well i mean they were already making arguments like that about random acts of violence that we were hearing about and like chinatown and san francisco yeah. and new they're, york they're,
1: yeah they're trying to blame all that um, black on asian violence as white supremacy i mean exactly. literally at first they're trying to blame white people and then when mm-hmm. the footage start coming out that was black people they're like oh it's still white supremacy because it's the motivations that drives these you know people to do it it's just like oh shut up
0: yeah and it's like as opposed to nice try hate yeah I know uh so as opposed to racism or a mugging or you know something like that um uh, no it's it's clearly white supremacy, everything's white supremacy. Yeah. There's a meme. I don't know if you've seen it, but I really like it. it's um uh that hannah Jones woman um they put her face over the the history channel aliens guy, you know, where everything is the the answer to everything is aliens to that guy so they put yeah, her face. Yeah, they put her face over it, and it says, uh, spring freeze, uh, slavery. Like, <laughs> the answer to everything is slavery. Like, literally, like, what? Because she came out recently and said that tipping has is rooted in slavery. Oh, yeah, and yeah, I
1: saw that. That was funny.
0: I'm, I was like, oh, my God. And then she had this tweet where she said, why can't a person ask a question? Uh, why, you know, you can't be an expert about everything. Sometimes you have to ask questions. And I was like, honey, keep that same sentiment. When you look at history, (laughs) Because you are a journalist. (laughs) That's that's
1: about opportunism, right? I mean, it's like if if you make everything about race and racism, um, you can make a lot of money off that. I mean, look, look at, um, freaking what's her name. Um, she was big a year or two ago. Um, White fragility me. lady.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Robin D'Angelo. I was Robin D'Angelo, think. thank
1: you, yeah. Um, l- look at how much money she makes off that.
0: Yeah, well, and, and that, then that she... That
1: is a pure grift, and that's what the problem is with this other lady. It's a grift.
0: Well, yeah. Well, and then uh, Robin D'Angelo's new book, Nice Racism, I think it's called, uh, flopped hardcore, which made me that's so racist. pleased.
1: That's good. <laughs> I'm glad to hear it.
0: Yeah, I know, because it was still on the New York Times bestseller list. Um, because bestseller doesn't mean bestseller. <laughs> no. And probably hasn't for a very long time, actually. They've been lying about that for a long time. This is pre-COVID cr- lies. Um, but yeah, it it was on the list. Hardly sold any copies. It was so awesome. It was best news ever. It's like, <laughs> yep. <yeah. laughs> was like, she doesn't need to make any more money off of this grift. <laughs> no,
1: she does not.
0: Well, and part of me, I think part of the reason why people turned on her in uh, when they, like, they didn't keep listening to her is because even progressives have to go, well, but she's not Black, so I can't, she's she's still white, so I can't, like, listen to her, you know, she's taking up space, as they would say. <laughs> I, I should go read a candy book or whatever. <laughs> Oh, yeah, he's like, too. I mean, yeah, he is. But you know that's like one of the thoughts like some of them have had over over D'Angelo that's like, oh wait a minute, like, oh she's taking up space. Such a silly idea. But oh, she's not um, taking up
1: space, she's taking their money, is what what they're really getting at.
0: Yes. Yes, definitely. But uh I I'm like I'm worried about this bill, the smart, dumb bill. Um, because I just, I, I've seen how upload filters work with YouTube and how damaging and mm-hmm. useless they are in regards to actually protecting copyright. And uh, I definitely think that you should contact your representative, not saying that it's going to actually do anything, but I don't know, maybe flood them. No, him. you
1: should at least try. I mean, I, yeah. I, that's the most important thing is that. We complain about wanting to make a difference and wanting to change things. But if you don't at least try, even if the system is rigged against you, you at least did something. I mean, for God's sake, Trump managed to get himself elected in this country. I mean, and everyone before that thought the system was rigged. And we, we yeah. saw an outsider coming and get elected. Now um, – Granted, they may have made that more difficult, but at least it's possible. And it's the same thing with these bills. And the the main thing people need to understand, and they need to do, really, is what it is. If they... People that represent you are voting for things that you don't like, vote them out. If if you don't like the competition, primary them. Get somebody else in. And It's kind of the same situation with, like, here in Texas. I'm I'm not a fan of of our governor here, Governor Wheels. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, he's... um, kind of been exposed recently about being in bed with the wef and he, you know he's it's like i don't want beto so I, yeah. I, i'm fine with <laughs> wheels for the time being but at some point in time he needs to be primaried get him out yeah get somebody yeah. better
0: definitely um and in regards to your like you have to try something and yes contact them because i i've had this uh lived by this philosophy for a very long time the uh, answer to the unasked question is always no. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't at least try, well then yeah, you failed because you didn't even try. Um, and I, I think that definitely we need to talk to them and um, tell them that we don't want them to support this bill. Don't vote for it mm-hmm. uh, right now. It's with the judiciary committee, um, but obviously they're busy, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um <laughs> yes, as as is Busted Controller, yell at <laughs> <laughs> Wehi.
1: Well, the, the other thing too is that um, apathy is what led us to where we are today, apathetic yes. voters right, if, if more people went out and voted in, in when, the, when the, the people that represent them did something dumb and they were voted out, you know what, maybe we, we might not be in the situation maybe I the think- West might not have as much control as they do now I don't know. yeah
0: um well and a lot of people they they voted by um in the same way that you would paint by numbers like okay um this person is on my team that's who i'm voting for that that started yeah. to be a real thing um as opposed to i had heard people who now still now do vote that way say that they didn't used to um they used to mm-hmm. vote um like look at what the policy and uh, you know previous actions that you know uh politicians would take and see whether or not they really wanted to support them, regardless of what party they belong to. Uh, and people kind of stopped doing that because it was it was there was some apathy as you said involved and there's like paint by numbers that's why we have rhinos and that's why we have um, a lot of progressive woke Democrats now um, and, or those that are uh, hiding that they support a lot of that stuff. They don't, they're not flamboyant, but they, they're still, uh, when it comes to voting on policy, still voting that way. And um, yeah, we did need to get involved. Us not being involved was a huge part of the reason why we are in this situation. um And I I say, actually, um, really get involved in your local politics.
1: Uh, Yeah, I was about to mention that, too. That's probably the most important because politics really is, you know, it's ground up. It's like, yeah, you can affect to a degree nationally by who you you vote for, you know, in, in Congress. But in reality, what really directly affects you is when you vote locally. Yes. Vote for your dog catcher. Get involved with your kids' schools. Get involved with everything um uh, that is going to influence uh your kid growing up i don't have kids I don't have to worry about this but it's still something i i, I think is very important because i have friends that have kids i don't want their kids yeah. to you know be well yeah
0: i don't i don't have kids either or whatnot. yeah i don't have kids either but i started uh donating money to school choice of arizona mm-hmm. like i'm i'm not in education anymore and i don't have children but it's a very important issue to me that students um, that are citizens be be educated well uh, mm-hmm. and not indoctrinated. Yep. It's huge to me. Um, and like I said, when I taught, oh, my God, this, the students were failed. I'm not saying they're failures. I'm saying we as a society failed them. We're failing them. Ed- yeah. 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 With public education. Public education is one of the worst things ever at this point to me because of how badly it failed those kids um and it's still failing them it's such a it's such a huge issue but i definitely think that like your city council your school board um even if you don't have kids your school board um your your mayor um your county sheriff these are all really big uh areas that you can pay attention to uh Mm -hmm. county commissioner that's another really big one um uh because you you need to like you might not know even what they do like when you first start looking into this but they do affect your life and they affect if you have kids they affect your kids lives and they affect your community you live there and um if you want your community to be a place that is welcoming to you. You have to be involved in that. Um, yeah, it, and the other it, thing
1: too is stop voting for people that you like or you think that are pretty. Vote for people <laughs> that based off their policies. It's like I don't care yes. if somebody's a total d bag. If they have the policies I want, I'm going to vote for them.
0: Yes, I don't care about their personality. Like honestly, I want I look at policy. I look at policy yeah. actions that's, I don't even listen to campaign speeches. I'm like, those, those are promises. I don't know. Like too many broken promises throughout political history for me to go. Yeah. I'm going to believe that promise. Like, (laughs) and then also, I think you you
1: should definitely take that with skepticism, but I think you really should listen to what they say because if somebody can't speak, (laughs) um, not name anyone might be a current president. <laughs> um but it might be a good indicator that there's something wrong with them.
0: I guess what I should really say is that I'm charismatic. I don't, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is that I don't value campaign promises.
1: Oh, I no I agree with you
0: that that's really what I mean by that is that I don't, uh, they're like, I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do that. And I'm like, I'm gonna send you $600. I don't, what good does that do me? Like you you say it, I don't know if you're actually gonna do it. And I don't know if that's actually a benefit. Let's talk about policy. Like, what do you think about the first amendment? What Those are the important points. What do you think about the second amendment? That's another really big one for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Honestly, I can't decide between those two which one's more important. Like, um, uh, First and
1: second? No, they're both important. Um, yeah, they're
0: both, like, right there to me. I, I, I don't see one as being less important than the other. First and um, second,
1: protect the rest is what it comes y- down to.
0: Yes, definitely. So, um, do you have any more thoughts on this, Bill, and what we could do to fight the dumb act?
1: Um, yeah, I mean... Honestly, it's like what we've been talking about. It's like uh, the way we can fight is to obviously speak up about this stuff. Call it out. Uh, That's the most important thing. Get as many people to be aware of what is happening in the world. And that's why we need more voices out there to be able to speak about these things. And obviously being able to uh, go and write your congressman is the next thing. Or your senator, whoever, wherever this bill is at. Um, Because believe it or not a lot of people don't write their congressmen, and if they get 25 letters saying don't vote for this you know they might actually not vote for it
0: yeah, yeah I mean, that's it you, you'd
1: be surprised
0: yeah the idea that um we don't complain <clears throat> this is an old idea that people do not uh there's a small segment of the population that is willing to be vocal and then the rest of us just want to get on with our lives essentially like oh that sucked that situation sucked but i'm moving on and you don't complain now when it comes to policy when it comes to acts happening in our government that is not a luxury that we can afford um not with bills like this on the docket and they're always going to be bills like this on the Mm -hmm. docket this is a forever fight unfortunately yeah
1: vigilance is eternal
0: Yes. So I would. I definitely think if you're American, uh, write, write your representative to tell them you don't support the Smart Copyright Act of 2022, which is this is we've already seen in action how this kind of upload filter is damaging and it's it's going to hurt the people and it's going to be for the big companies. Yeah. That's what it's for. It's um, to protect them. It is. Uh, It regulates out their competition is one of the biggest things. Um, And there there are no one but big companies win on a bill like this. That's what you have to be aware of. Um, And the whole we're protecting copyright is the we're looking for child pornography. That is the same moral uh, slap that they put on it to make you think it's a good thing. But it's not.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: So um, I Ian, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, this I know it was live; <laughs> it was a little <laughs> bit last minute for us, but uh, thank you so much. Um, I, as always, enjoy our conversations. Uh, yeah, same here. <laughs> thank you guys in chat for showing up and watching. I really appreciate it. Uh, if you could walk your fingers over to the like and subscribe button, we'd really appreciate it. And we this was the 451 Degrees podcast on the Unsafe Space Network and we will see you next time.
1: Thanks for sticking around until the end. If you're new to unsafe space, check out our deep content library that includes discussions with everyone from James Lindsay to Brett Weinstein. And please consider helping to fund our work by visiting unsafespace.com slash donate. You can find us on a variety of social media platforms, and you can find a community of like-minded individuals on our Unsafe Space Discord server, which is open to financial supporters at any level. We hope to see you there.
2: Warning. This is an unsafe space. Dangerous ideas have been detected. The content of this production may corrupt previous psychological programming. If you encounter any of the following individuals, please administer government-issued neurotoxin immediately. I'm not sure what the neurotoxin will do because I am not a biologist. CRT is a complex legal theory that is needed to combat the epidemic of racist babies. If you think about it, no one should be allowed to express opinions. But don't. Think about it, I mean. That's not your job. Thinking has been scientifically proven to be less efficient than compliance. Science.